He's simply ravishing. North South Connection Podcast Network. It's Johnny C. Bringing it back at you here in the multiverse of fabulousness. Starting off with a bone to pick. So I was watching the Super Bowl, and yes, the Cincinnati Bengals were not successful in obtaining the heavyweight championship of the football world, which is a bit saddening, although they really put in a hell of an effort. But then you didn't come here for the football. Uh, you came here to hear my gripe. Uh, this is my own personal forum to... Talk about what uh, pisses me off and makes me angry. Not really, but I'm going to continue this little piece of shtick that I was doing when I came in. So I'm watching the Super Bowl, and I see a commercial for uh, a film, a movie film, that's going to be coming out to cinemas uh, here in May, I think, something like that. Uh, it's apparently by this uh, this company called Marvel or something like that, and it's about some sort of doctor... Uh, who gets lost in some sort of uh, multi-universal conundrum of uh, quirkiness. Or Doctor Strange and a multiverse of madness. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, Kevin Feige, I'm about to uh, start a class action lawsuit, and uh, you'll be hearing from my lawyer, Clarence Mason, very, very soon. But hey, nothing uh, in this world is perfect. Like I said, we're back in the multiverse of fabulousness. This is uh, episode three of this fun little show that we've been producing here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. I guess that means in like uh, 20 years when people uh, try to reevaluate my body of work, they'll uh, bundle together uh, my first three episodes and uh, talk endlessly about how the third episode is marginally the best version of uh, a shitty concept, uh, just like a Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, which I would argue is one of the better Star Wars films, and uh, the prequel trilogy does not suck. Entire issue altogether, I've been kind of on a Star Wars kick this last month. Uh, Book of Boba Fett kind of re-energized my Star Wars fandom. Not because it was good, uh, but it made me want to seek out uh, Star Wars uh, paraphernalia. It was better. You didn't come for that. What I came to talk about, folks, is boredom. All right? It's 2022, and I would argue it's almost impossible to be bored. Hear me out on this one, okay? So I... I was bored the other day. I had a moment of respite. Um, you know, the, 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 what was it? Oh, I was working from home. And, uh, you know, my spouse was at work. Kids were at school. And uh, it's, my, it's the time that I would sort of dedicate to my lunch break or what have you, just, you know, time away. And uh, I wasn't really hungry. You know, when you work at home, you kind of just munch around on shit all day, which is probably really bad for me and what have you. But I'm not a doctor. Despite all the wonderful uh, medical advice that I dispense on this program, uh, you shouldn't take it literally. So I'm, I'm at home, and I'm not bored per se, because there's always something to do at home, but I've got what you would maybe can Miley, you Miley, uh, Captain Boomerang here, to host in our uh, God. I just accidentally talked to Australian. I'm all over the place, but that's why you guys come here. Okay, so I'm bored at work, bored at home. And I pull up my phone, and I'm like, all right, let's see here. Peacock, Hulu, Netflix, Impact Wrestling. Like, what am I going to do? And then I'm like, well, I look over at the Switch, and I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy 12, uh, you know, 
and and I'm like, maybe I should do that. And then I'm looking over at uh, my Kindle, and I'm like, oh, but I've also been reading this book. Maybe I want to do that. And I'm just floored with the fact that here I am simply just trying to tame the boredom. And what's worse than the boredom is figuring out how to fill the fucking void. All right. And it, and it made me ponder about back in the day. You know, when I was a kid, I was bored a lot. And around probably like 94, 95, maybe, um, my, I have an older brother who started to become like an amateur sports entertainer, meaning that he like wrestled for his junior high wrestling team and his high school wrestling team and, you know, went on to have success. And, um, you know, hey, good for you, bro. I am, I am definitely very proud of that. But the point is, is that if anyone's ever been to an amateur sports entertainment meet or uh, like a high school wrestling meet, um, you know, if you're not actively engaged with the competitor or a massive fan of the sport, uh, which actually is a sport, it could be a little tedious or a little boring. And I'm not trying to, you know, talk shit about amateur wrestling at all, to be honest with you. But like I said, if it's not my brother out there on the mat or a friend or someone I'm aware of, you know, it's just kind of like I'm sitting there waiting for the next thing to happen. And it was around this time that I discovered at my local library audiobooks. Um, these are quite commonplace now. Hell, one might even argue that podcasts, audiobooks, I mean, it's a whole thing. I mean, if you want to be blasted and eargasmed with the sensual sounds of the tones of my voice, there's like 25 different ways that you can do it or some shit like that at this point, you know, meaning that I've appeared on that many podcasts or what have you. So, uh, but my point being that audiobooks were a godsend for me. I remember the first one I ever got was uh, Anne Rice's Interview with the Vampire which means it must have been shortly after that uh, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Antonio Banderas vehicle came out. Oh, and Kirsten Dunst, can't forget her, too. Um, and I don't know that I ever finished it, but I do remember having to lug that song bitch around, and it was like, I don't know, 15 cassettes or some shit like that, and it came in like a, a clamshell case like WrestleMania 1, and it had all these different slots and cassettes stacked on top of cassettes, and then the batteries and the Walkman die. It's some real first-world problems, so... Uh, if any of our older listeners are going to remember that, uh, younger listeners, you know, just think Audible, all right? And we all know what audiobooks are. And I didn't fall in love with the interview with the vampire. It was fine to pass the time. And because I was thinking about that big clamshell book on tape, it made me wish that I had other books on tape, you know? I, I go to Audible, and I'm scouring through, and I'm searching for, like, uh, you know, comic book books and stuff like that that I like, oh, maybe there's a Batman book. There's a prequel to the Batman movie that's coming out. Uh, you know, maybe I'll listen to that, or maybe I'll listen to an old Star Wars, Shadows of the Empire, or something like that. And I'm just like, well, God, what a golden age of nerddom. And then it made me think, man, there's so many adaptations of comic books and movies and stuff like that that may not be worth your time to listen to, but what if? Uh, I, uh, I actually didn't say what if there. Uh, Kevin, if you hear me say what if, pretend I didn't say it. That way you don't sue me. But perhaps in the multiverse, there's a world out there where audio content evolved earlier. And comic book publishers, as a way to improve their finances, discovered that producing audiobook versions of their world-famous comic books could be a fantastic way to make money. So I present to you, the listener, a journey to Earth Audio, where I've discovered and unearthed the first issue of the Marvel Comics, don't sue, WCW 
comic book issue one. Holy shit. It's an audiobook that was actually performed by the characters in the book. Uh, if anyone out there is unfamiliar with the Marvel Comics World Championship Wrestling comic book, it lasted for 12 issues, um, which is about a, a full year's worth of run. And it was an interesting blend of wrestling as a shoot, but also shenanigans that the wrestlers get involved in after hours. Uh, for example, the audiobook that we're going to be listening to today covers issue one of WCW, the comic book. Uh, issue three, if we ever get there, is a fantastic journey into a crazy fucked up world where Cactus Jack plants a bomb on the WCW Bruise Cruise and Sting has to wander around the ship like it's a goddamn video game, rescuing hostages and eventually battling the Young Pistols and uh, defusing the bomb after a battle with Cactus Jack. So as you can see, they, they've journeyed into the <clears throat> real world and presented these uh, characters as if they were actual larger-than-life comic heroes. But like I said, issue one deals with a battle royal to determine the number one contender for Lex Luger's heavyweight championship of the world. And what I'm going to do now is switch over to the audio recording that I unearthed when I traveled to Earth Audio, and I present to you this wonderful long-form entertainment. It's WCW by Marvel, issue one. Let's go. Good evening. This is Joffrey Chancery III, and thank you for purchasing Marvel Comics World Championship Wrestling, issue one, dated April 1992, for audio. Throughout the preceding uh, recording, I shall be leading you through the 1992 April release of World Championship Wrestling, the comic book. Please make note, when you hear this sound, page, please turn the page if reading along at home. Also note that unless otherwise noted, all celebrity voices are performed in jest. Therefore, they are not true or endorsed by any of the sports entertainers contained within. Please note, that if you have purchased this magazine without the cover, you must return it to the nearest repository as soon as possible in order to obtain a refund, as Marvel Comics may not have been paid for the cover you purchased. Also, please note, if you somehow exist in a future where you do not own this magazine and listen to this recording, please do not seek out means to, I don't know, what do you think they'll call it, download? A, a novella version of this that's uh, digitized because that is not authorized unless you own a copy of your own. Now we present World Championship Wrestling. His name is Lex Luger and he's the WCW World's Heavyweight Wrestling Champion. The total package, the winning combination of speed, muscle and intelligence. He's the man to beat. A lot of guys don't like that. They think they've got what it takes to step into the squared circle with Lex Luger. But they don't realize that he'll do whatever it takes to keep his championship. If a few necks get broken, well, he won't lose any sleep over it. He'd probably laugh. Some guys think they're fast enough, or strong enough, or hungry enough to grab the gold from the arrogant champion. But they're wrong. In Lex Luger's eyes, they're just trash. And Lex Luger specializes in taking out the trash. Page.
It's not that these athletes aren't the very best, they are. But tonight's contest is an over-the-top battle royal, perhaps the most dangerous contest in wrestling. They're risking life and limb for the coveted prize, the World Championship. But they have to survive first. Tonight's competitors are Ron Simmons. Lex, my man, tonight you're going down. Terence Taylor, El Gigante, the Steiner Brothers, Rick and Scott. I can't get that championship. Flying Brian. PN News. You guys are about to cry baby whips. Big Van Vader. The Diamond Stud. And the natural Dustin Rhodes. They will be joined by Johnny B. Bad. Pass that belt up, Lex. Ow! Oh! Barry Windham. On Anderson. This is a crock. I shouldn't have to compete with these losers. And the Z-Man, Tom Zink. And rounding things out is the WCW United States Champion, Sting! Ooh, Sting, guys, Sting! Wish me luck, little stingers! This is the toughest match of my career! When this thing is over, I might not be in shape to sign anything! No way, Sting! You'll beat that crummy Luger and be the next champ! Oh, definitely, you're the coolest! Stan Lee presents... Battle Royal! A tale of bone-crunching excitement! Brought to you by Merciless Mike Lackey, the writer, Rampaging Ron Wilson, the penciler, and Dangerous Don Hudson, the inker. Match joined in progress at ringside. Good evening, fans. It's Jim Ross, and I'm joined by the lovely Missy Hyatt and the venerable Polly Dangerously. Let me level the rules for the top rope battle royal. All these athletes are gathered here for a shot at the world's title. The objective is to be the last man in the ring. The only way to be eliminated is to be thrown over the top rope and touch the arena floor. Pitfalls of submission mean nothing in this contest. The winner also gets a Wrestler of the Year trophy and a donation to Charity Made in his name. And that all-important shot of Lex Luger's world title. Oh, why does a Missy have to wear a headset? Because it messes my hair. I guess y'all wouldn't know anything about that. Well, Polly's hair may be fitting, but the action in the ring is not. Page. Terrence Taylor has punched the natural Dustin Rhodes with a blatant illegal fist. Oh, here comes the stinger. Cheaters never prosper, Taylor. Taylor's the first man out, too. Polly is still having mic troubles. Sting is going to win. No way, man. Diamond Stud's the best. Woo! Hey, bad ride. Ow, it's Johnny B. Bad. Let's see how well you fly over the top rope. Ah, what a drop kick. Flying Brian is out of here. The second man out. Boo, boo, bad can. Johnny B. Bad stinks on ice. You'll see some strange alliances in a battle royal. You'll see friend versus friend. Or, in the spider's case, brother versus brother. Just give it time. One minute, a guy's your friend. The next, he's putting you all in the Mayo Clinic. Page. Well, Missy, there really are no friends in a match like this, especially with the title Lex Luger's title with the Clash of Champions. Now we see it next week at the Omni in Atlanta. And since this match is for a championship, it's no hope for an action. Just the way I like it, Jim Ross. Some of these men won't get another title shot. This may be their only chance to wrestle for Luger's belt. Well, we all know that desperate men do desperate things. You know a thing or two about that, Missy Hyatt. Oh, oh, Ron Simmons has Sting in a headlock. It's friend versus friend. There's an ant on my back. And now everybody's on top of El Gigante the Giant. Alliances are shattering as soon as they form. 
I got your brother, I want you big man, Johnny be bad, ow! These men are so eager to win, their personal failings are being cast aside. Page. At this point, the athletes in the ring have converged upon the giant El Gigante and thrown him over the top rope. Big Van Vader says to the fallen giant, The belt won't even fit around your waist, you big dope. It's Vader time! Sorry, big fella, but it's you or me. I'm the Z-Man, in case there was nothing indistinguishable about my voice from the other competitors. You know it's me, the Z-Man. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Just make sure they don't fall on you. It's extreme. Following the rules isn't what's important. It's who survives. Hey, PN News, this is Big Van Vader, and I punch you in the gut. Oh, what a stupid pet. Ooh. You'll never beat me, Z-Man. Ow, I'm trying to be bad. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Lost the diamond stud. Because I'm pressing, as I am beautiful, Z-Man. Oh, Z-Man's over the top rope, and he landed awfully hard. He must be disappointed because he's literally falling on his ass. Oh, I hope nobody saw that. Again, it's the Z-Man. You can't really tell who I am by my voice because it's not very important. Not to worry, fans. Z-Man's only injury tonight is to his ego. How's your headset, Holly? Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Lex Luger. He's found to cripple any serious opposition to his title. And tonight's winner would certainly qualify as competition. Well, I never thought I'd say this to y'all, but Polly has raised an interesting question. Where is Lex Luger? Page. No time for that now, Missy. As Ron Simmons surprises Johnny B. Bad with a flying kick, this man has come so far. This athlete from Florida State. He's really been on a winning streak this year. He's like a man possessed. He wants his charity to get that check. He wants the trophy. And he wants to call himself the heavyweight champions of the world. He's got Johnny B. Bad in a wrist butt. Ow! My wrist! Y'all hurting me! Now an Irish whip in the corner. Ow! Oh, and Johnny B. Bad has a curve to wrap up many of these wrestlers with his sarcastic taunts as he bashes his head against the turnbuckle post. Oh now here comes Barry Windham. Bad's been writing him for months, and now the time has turned. Ow! Oh, Barry Windham! You pulling my hair! Ah, 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 I like it! To the booty! Oh, Rudy! Page! The scene changes to the audience where three strange individuals with trench coats and fedoras enter, their faces invisible under a cloak of darkness. Who are these clowns? Don't they know there's no seating after the show starts? Even though that's not even a thing in professional wrestling, it's like whoever wrote this comic doesn't know a goddamn thing about it! The strange men then begin to speak to one another. Can you smell it? The hedonistic... Great. Unwashed. No, that's just from last week's dog show. Now, the strange cloaked men begin to journey to ringside. When they arrive, they grab three children and remove them from their chairs. Beat it, kid, or I'll beat you. Hey, you asshole, I'm telling the stinger. Go ahead, he'll care less than we do. Oh, no, fans. Missy Hyde back here and Johnny McBattis just eliminated Barry with them. Now those guys in the front row are causing a ruckus. I told you not to step on my blue suede shoes. Ow! Where is that loser, the United States Chump Sting? What? Nobody badmouths the Stinger, Johnny B. Bad. It looks like Johnny's mouth has gotten him in trouble again. I guess you could say he's written a check. His ass can't cash. You could teach a lesson from that, Polly Lee. What are you talking about? Sting is really taking it to Johnny B. Bad. Boy, does he have a beating coming to him. Meanwhile, the stinger Irish whips Johnny B. Bad 
Eden to the ropes. Time to build up your brick with fire miles, Johnny. Whoa! Ah, I'm falling over the top rope. Ah! Page. He caught the rope. I don't believe it. It's Johnny B. Bad. Doesn't touch the floor. He's still in this contest. I was indicating that this is where the precedent was set. It wasn't the Real Rumble 1995, but right here in Marvel's WCW, it's your number one. Well, it looks like there's about to be a melee in the ring. Oh, Johnny B. Bad hanging from the ropes. I'm a bad man. The bad man. Meanwhile, in the ring, Pia News has pulled Johnny B. Bad back into the ring and is now the victim of a brutal assault from the competitors remaining. My name is Pia News, and you're gonna see 10,000 bucks gonna go to my charity. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo, out of the ring, you go. Oh, now it's Arn Anderson. Darn me, goddamn it, Steiner. My insurance doesn't cover reverse knife edges. I'm gonna throw your sorry ass over the top rope. For some reason, I sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin, because I don't really know how to do an Arn Anderson impression. Oh no! Rick Steiner's over the top rope! You can bet to this charity, the Atlanta Orphanage, is pretty upset! For many reasons! Not only that they decided to go with the goddamn dog face killing Rick Steiner, but the fact that they live in the goddamn Atlanta Orphanage! The men at ringside notice that Rick Steiner, the dog face gremlin, has landed and been eliminated from the competition. They say to Steiner, Hey Steiner, do yourself a favor and stick to tag teams! Yeah, singles competition can be dangerous. Ah, you lousy! Oh, oh, oh! The dog-faced gremlin grabs his ankle in pain. The evil man retorts to him, I hope your brother's got a black suit, because he's going to need it. Page. Whoa, it's Missy Hyatt, and now what is Johnny up to this time? Oh, oh, Scott Stannard, I see you on the top rope, ready to jump at me, but let me ask you a question, like I'm the goddamn Joker. Johnny be bad places a pair of spectacles on his nose. You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses! Ow! I would have never that guy, he doesn't even wear glasses! Now Scott Saunders leaving to the top turn buckle! A goodness gracious! The great balls off! Oof. Oh! Oh, you landed on top of it! Ow! Oh. But I tell you what, you better go help your brother Scott Steiner, because he's outside the ring and he's hurting! Oh! Scott Steiner in a moment of respite, has an inner monologue. Oh! Richard's ankle! But I can't go out to help him! Oh, I blow my son a Luger! I worked so hard! Waited so long! I can't stop now! I'm the big bad! Booty daddy! Rick Steiner looks up to his brother Scott from the floor of the arena. Oh! Oh, Scotty! I think it's sprained! Scott Steiner, in a foolish move, Jumps from the top of the rope to the arena floor. That's my big brother! I'm here for you! Thanks, little bro! Oh, I need it! Oh. Scott Steiner begins to carry Rick Steiner in his arms, much like Deborah Winger. And... Was it Richard Gere? Yes, in the film with the Louis Scossiette Junior. Junior? Excuse me. An officer and a man of gentleness. But let's return to the action. Page. Our commentators return us to the action as the United States champion Sting has Arn Anderson, the enforcer, in his grasp. I'd like to know who these guys are. 
First they swap these kids' seats, and now they're picking on the Steiner brothers. Their identity is a mystery, Missy, but there's no mystery about the sportsmanship of Scott Steiner, as he's eliminated himself from the contest simply to help his injured brother. Oh, big deal. I suppose you'd say Ellie Dante eliminated himself just to help the other wrestlers win. Steiner was scared and taking the easy way out. Ew, look, Sting is touching Arn Anderson in the ring. Sting is setting up double A for a pile driver. Oh, such delivery. That's got to be a message to Lex Luger. That's his move. Tony Giovanni, was that you? Ah, uh, no, Jim Ross. Wasn't me. We return to the action. That's got to be a message to Luger. That's his move. The world's champion is indeed conspicuous by his absence, fans. It's unlike him to not be present when there are so many hungry challengers for his belt. Surprise! Bang! Big Vian Vader has chopped the sting eye in the neck. Now that's good clean wrestling, if you ask me. The children at ringside are frightened. Get up, Sting! Oh, please! Please get up, Sting! Page. You certainly have some demented views, Polly Dangerously. Oh, whoa! Wait a minute! Now everybody in the ring is ganging up on Big Van Vader! Oh, goddammit, I'm Arn Anderson. We gotta get him, guys. Climb on to Big Van Vader. Oh, you stupid backstabbing creeps! Ah, uh, I feel no pain! I feel no man! The wrestlers gang up upon Big Van Vader. Well, Vader is the biggest threat to the title shot, so just look like it. Just, just like they did with the, oh, El Gigante, that's his name. They team up to boot him out. The only surprise here is that it took them so long to do it. Ron Simmons, the All-American from the state of Florida, the University Seminar, the two-time Hall of Fame Pro Bowl linebacker, waits patiently as the other wrestlers stalk Big Van Vader. I can win this. I will win this. And Luger, like these fools, you're going down. Ron Simmons delivers a fierce drop kick to three competitors. Wow! With one drop kick, Ron Simmons has eliminated the natural Dustin Rhodes and Arn Anderson and Big Van Vader's hanging on for his dear life. Simmons is my pick for wrestler of the year, Jim Ross. Page. He hasn't won yet, Missy, but I echo your sentiments. He's come so far as a former heel, a member of the Tag Team Championships of the World Doom. But he saw his mistakes, turned his life around, and has now enjoyed even greater success. Oh, please. Is this the WCW or the Glee Club? He's a two-faced bum, Jim Ross. Now, a new move by Simmons here, as he's got Johnny B. Mad in a double reverse. Goddamn it, fans. He's got Johnny B. Mad in a double reverse face stretch. Michael, my face, my beautiful face. Ron Simmons was tearing up the competition, but now he's looking like he's distracted by the hecklers in the front row. The individuals in the front row who look like they may expose their penises because of their trench coats speaks to Ron Simmons. He's wearing the makeup, but you're the clown, Simmons. Oh, no. Cardinal mistake by Simmons. Never turn your back on Johnny B. Pan. Big Van Vader has been eliminated. Now the biggest men left are PN News and the Diamond Stud, who have got to be the overall fan favorites. Van Vader walks to the back in defeat, notices the men at ringside, and speaks. Hey, I know you, don't I? I feel you. No pain. I feel you.
No man! Uh, unlikely, Vader. I've never been to a 7-Eleven. They're two very big men, but are they big enough for Lex Luger? Page. Oh, look at this, Jim Ross. I think Pia News is going to be old news in a second, as the Diamond Stock has him in a gorilla press. Well, it only makes sense that these two behemoths would go toe-to-toe -to -toe in there. Neither of these men have held the WCW Championship. They walk that glory. There goes the gorilla! My name is Pia News, and I've got the fresh prep. When I hit the floor, I make a big splat. Yo. Several children, perhaps orphans, with no purpose to live. Nothing to give them happiness in this world. Run towards the bulbous rat monster. You'll be okay, Mr. News. That was a stupid dope match. A bulldog headlock back in the ring by Ronald Simmons on the Johnny B. Mad. Page. Oh, he's followed it up with a double kick by Sting and Simmons, and Johnny B. Bad's right over the top rope. Johnny B. Bad, the courageous two-time Golden Globe boxer, again finds himself hanging by the top of rope. Oh, sweet Lucille is looking after me tonight. I can't believe it. He saved himself again, fans. It's like he's goddamn Kofi Kingston. Johnny B. Bad is wrestling on borrowed time. Meanwhile, back in the ring. Hey, yo. Heads up, stupid. Yo. A cheap shot from Johnny B. Bad. Oh, those are the best kind. I really don't understand you, Polly Dangerously. A very old man at ringside yells. Get off, Simmons. Come on. I love you. I want to have your baby. Page. This is where things start to come together, fans. It's two-on-two, two. Sting and Simmons versus the Diamond Stud and Johnny B. Bad. Ron Simmons contemplates his life via inner monologue as the Diamond Stud drops a fist to his face. Get up, Simmons. You've come too far to stop now. Lord Robbins, George, you're from state. Come on. The Diamond Stud speaks to his fallen opponent. Hey. Yo, Chico, when I'm dictator, creeps like you won't be allowed to wrestle. You think you can erase your past, turn babyface, and forget every rotten thing you've ever done? Huh. Chico, have I got a story for you? Sure, I'm bad. Johnny B. Bad is bad. But we admit it. We're honest. That's right, Fruity. We ain't no phony, half-a-lotin' good guys. Chico, we've always been bad. We'll always be bad. You think we like humiliating you guys? Oh, Rudy Fruity, of course we do. We don't kiss up to no fans. We do things our own way. Why should a two-faced chump like you be champion? We deserve it. Ron Simmons again contemplates his life, potentially the thoughts of committing suicide. His inner monologue reads, Don't listen. Block them out. Can't give up. Johnny B. Bad fiercely kicks Ron Simmons in the nipple. This will stick to your ribs. Can't quit. You want me to quit? Oh, so sorry, fans. I apologize. I've had a bit of the brandy. Let's return to that previous panel. Well, Ron Simmons is actually the one who says, Can't quit. You want me to quit? You don't have to quit. 
because you already beat. I'm Johnny Beat Bad. Page. That does it! Ron Simmons throws the diamond stud from behind him over his head and his body twerks the body of the diamond stud that is and his taint area lands on Johnny B. Bad's chin. I don't know what Johnny B. Bad said in there but it seemed to backfired. It's not my analysis for me, Missy Hyatt. Ron Simmons speaks no longer via inner monologue but to everyone who could possibly hear him. If I have to take you both on, then that's okay, because I've never given up. I never quit. I'm the best man to wear the WCW championship belt. Ah, shut up. Hey, Chico, let's get rid of this jerk already. The stinger contemplates. <sighs> Keep lower. Stay down. Sting acts quickly, grabs the diamond stud by his ankles. Okay, studster, now you're going to get stinger-sized. Huh? What's that, Chico? Stud. You're a dud. Studs are dud. Studs are dud. Studs are dud. Chant the moronic fans. Page. Oh, yeah, big man. Get the stud while his back's turned. Isn't that cheating? You tutti-fruity good guys are no different from us bad guys. We just don't make no bones about cheating like you do. Is that a legal move? It was. So shut up, okay? Wrestling's a sport. The only true sport. No wimpy timeouts, no padding or protection. We work for our reputations every stinking night. You just don't get it, do you? It's not about reputations or winning. Pleasing the fans, knowing you're doing the right thing. That's what's important, Vampiro. I mean, Johnny V. Bad. Like I believe that. It's guys like you who give wrestlers a bad name by taking the easy roads to championships. Either you're stealing the belts or cheating to keep them. But not tonight. No way. Uh-huh. Next time you telegraph something, Stinger, use Western Union. What Johnny B. Bad is referring to is that our Sting was providing his soliloquy to the fans. He poached into position for a Stinger splash, a move which everyone knows, and a move which is easily counterable in a battle royal. And Johnny B. Bad ducks like the true genius that he is, and the stinger flies over the top rope to his imminent demise. Ron Simmons approaches Johnny B. Bad, the two final competitors. Like a fierce competition you would find, perhaps, in an area where animals would fight? Let's see what happens. That won't work on me, Johnny. I've come too far to lose it to all your taunts. Well, let's just see about that. Go get him, Big Ron! Woo! We're the fans and we're cheering for ya! Page. Holy cow! Simmons has bad and a gorilla press! This could be it, fans! The emotion! The dedication! Up and down! For the final moment of this contest! Oh, put me down, man! I quit! I give up! Oh! Johnny V. Bad. I hate quitters! In this moment, Ron Simmons, the All-American, two-time pro bowler from Florida State, the first black heavyweight champion of all time. Oh, I guess that hasn't happened yet. But he is really cool, and he takes Johnny B. Bad and provides him with a broken back as he provides a backbreaker, a move of complete dominance. To the fans, it's somewhat reminiscent of Bane from that issue of Detective Comics. 
Now I'm wondering if maybe they stole it from Ron Simmons in WCW Marvel issue one. But regardless, we return to the action. One top over the top rope later, and the winner of the match is Ron Simmons! He's done it! He's done it! He's done it! I said I was going to do it, and I did it. Now it's Luger's turn to go down. At this moment, the leader of the strange but jacketed men in the front row stands up, removes his fedora, spreads open the coat to reveal a shredded, beautiful man body shrouded only in red wrestling panties as he races towards the ring. Hold the phone! That guy in the front row! It's Lex Luger! It was him all along! Polly dangerously knows the scoop! Page. The total package is jumping to the ring! Ross Simmons is totally clueless! I could have told you that shit, Ross! What is he doing? He's grabbing the trophy! Oh no! He's gonna attack Simmons! This is terrible! Turn around, Ron! Turn around! Fans! My mama's watching! Turn around! Look out! Oh no! Lex Luger, the most devious of men in the championship world of professional wrestling, cracks the trophy. This beautiful, elegant Wrestler of the Year trophy that would have absolutely been approached in enshrined in a charity of his choice, indicating that Ron Simmons was the greatest wrestler of 1992, is now in the billion pieces shattered amongst the ring as Lex Luger, the heavyweight champion of the world, Claims dominance. He then puts Ron Simmons in between his legs, arches his back, and is about to deliver his patented finishing maneuver. I can't look, wrestling fans! This is disgusting! My mom is watching! Lex Luger, pile drivers Ron Simmons into the shattered remains of his Wrestler of the Year trophy destroying not only Ron Simmons' championship aspirations, but the hearts of the youngsters at ringside. Oh no! Run the trophy! It's broken! Simmons' neck may be broken in half! And I actually didn't even make that up! That's what it fucking says in the comic book! This is Alpha fans! Now Luger is ripping up the charity donation! All that money! Down the drain! No one's gonna get it! Oh, you lousy stinking creep! Yells a fan. Page. Well, Lex Luger did it! In fact, he vowed to cripple any contenders for his heavyweight title in the world, fans, and it looks like he's done it. He's done just that. I don't know if Ron Simmons will ever walk again, let alone compete at the level of a two-time Pro Bowl Florida State uh, athlete. Uh, more importantly, will he wrestle again? Now Luger's breaking out the stretcher. He's got his two men putting Ron Simmons on the stretcher right now. Now Simmons is going to need it. This is a despicable, deplorable act. Luger must be punished. He should be stripped of his title. What kind of champion would do this? He's supposed to stand for something. Ah, let's go to Missy Hyatt with Luger for an interview. Lex Luger, hey champ, how about an interview with a beautiful lady? Sure, do you know one, Billy, what's his name? Oh, please, Lex, I'm a big fan. Missy Hyatt, Ron Simmons did as you just went. The man thought he could take what time he told but he was wrong. Is that a jerk? Figured he could match with me, and he figured it correctly. This disgrace against sport. Thought he had a speed to put away Lex Luger. But he's now on second thoughts. This would have come into a package. A woman combination of everything a man needs to be a champion. And this stinking slug of flesh named Ron Simmons. Should have made attention when I should have crippled him when he gets in my way. All the other WWE wrestlers, just take note. Especially you, Stinger. If it happened to Simmons, it could happen to you. And as you geeky humanoids, it's in your game on cards to Ron Simmons. 
Give him this tip from Lex Luger. Give up. You'll never do it, you see? You gotta get up pretty early in the morning to put it over on the total package. Cause Lex Luger always has an angle. Billy, what's his name? Boo! Lex Luger returns to the locker room to change from his red wrestling panties into a beautiful three-piece suit. As our issue concludes, wrestling fans, thank you for joining us for the first issue of Miavel's World Championship Wrestling on audio format. This is Joffrey Chancery III, and I wish you a good evening, and I hope that you don't wrestle with your future days. Wow, guys, that was a trip down memory lane. You know, it would have been a pretty cool earth to live on that uh, contained audiobooks like that. I can barely talk. How about you guys? I don't know what happened to me while you guys were listening to that, but, uh, I, you know, actually, I think everybody in my household is going to be pretty goddamn happy because I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk for a week. I might be coming down with something. And hey, if you're coming down with something, that is a uh, perfect excuse to sit around your ass and listen to some podcasts. Got to check out everything here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. Uh, you've probably heard this from everybody, but I'm going to reiterate it. We've started with uh, launching the daily pod blast in the morning. You know, you're getting in the shower. Uh, you know, you, you need something to listen to. Uh, you're thinking... Uh, it might be you want, want something hot and steamy. Uh, so put on Pernoso Daily and hear about Uncle Elmer and his wedding night as we follow through uh, the World Wrestling Entertainment pay-per-view schedule, starting with WrestleMania in 1985 and ending God knows where. But every workday, we can blast your eardrums with some sweet wrestling reviews. I don't know. I thought it would sound sexier than that. But uh, anyway, it's, it's blasting at you every Monday through Friday. Check out. Any of the evergreen back catalog, you know, there's a year that was no holds barred. We've also got the modern stuff with No So Network and my uh, my friend, Mr. Pipes, Ryan Gray. He's always laying it. I'm providing good information. He has actually gotten me all prepped uh, with Mike Eller, I believe it was, for the uh, upcoming premium live event, the Elimination Chamber. It's going to set the stage for WrestleMania. It's uh, always a good time to get engaged with the modern product around Rumble February pay-per-view, whatever it ends up being that year, and then uh, WrestleMania, of course. So stick with us uh, throughout all of WrestleMania season. I think I just said throughout instead of throughout, but uh, I'm uh, I'm a professional, and I think that uh, y'all should hear everything, whether it's beautiful or whether it's just plain. Uh, that's going to do it for us here in the Multiverse of Fabulousness. Thanks for getting lost in this uh, this Earth audio, Earth audio books. You know, it's a, it's a crazy place to visit. Come back to us next time when we unearth, <laughs> unearth, I didn't even plan that. Uh, Lord knows what in the multiverse of fabulousness. Uh, you say classy San Diego. Yeah.